Welcome back to Culture Hang with me, Hannah. And me, Holly. Where we talk about popular culture um, from this week, last week, 10 years ago. Here, there and everywhere. We love it. And we love to hear your opinions as mm-hmm. well. If you want to share them, there is various bits of social media and email addresses linked below, hopefully. So just give them a look if you want to. I say hopefully. It, it's touch or go. Um, <laughs> and you can leave us a review if you'd like to. It's very easy to do on Spotify or elsewhere, but you don't have to. It's just if you want to. The option is always there. And also, as we always mention, we have a Patreon. We do indeed. We do two bonus episodes per month. We do Celebrity Corner, where it's like the regular pod, but minus the pop culture moments of the week. And we go bit further into people's like backstories um backstories how they got to where they are celebrity couples we've talked about um and we just have like a little nostalgic time sometimes it's become its own thing now yeah it's just it's evolved and it's fun it's a little (laughs) little goofy place to be lots of people have been talked about so if you like what we say here people events things yeah head on over there we also do bad book club where we read free fiction or fiction for the low price of usually 99p yeah not much (laughs) Um, more other than the one colleen hoover book we've done the colleen hoover book was um a journey shout out (laughs) to um i feel like we should talk about this in pop culture moments of the week but what's the big book she wrote it ends with us yeah being made into a movie have you seen the set pictures yeah we'll say we'll talk about that in um (laughs) Pop culture moments. Pop culture moments. Um, but yeah, if you're looking for your next thing to read and you don't really know what it is, we always read. It's called Trash. It's not trash. We love it. Rom coms, mm. um, like chiclet. very silly little chiclet yeah. books. But um, silly goofy books. They're good to like refresh your brain, switch it off, and yeah, if you've read any, let us know. Mm. We're always intrigued to hear more, and that's the way to support us. But thank you so much for even listening to us. Yeah, thank you once again. Thank you. Um, it's not sarcasm is <laughs> a lack of understanding little. of tone um, <laughs> anyway so we will start with some pop culture we've seen this week or maybe two weeks ago if we weren't <laughs> that on the topic and then we'll get into the big moment of the day and as we were just alluding to uh, it ends with us the big clean hoover novelle is being made into a film, which we knew, but what we did not know is how bad they were going to do the fashion for this film. <laughs> what have like, they done to Blake Lively? I don't know. They've got her in... She's like ginger in it. And... She's ginger, but... And I, and I say this with love because it's a similar <laughs> texture to my hair. Why is it not conditioned in any way? Like, my hair is the way it is because I am a human living in my everyday life. <laughs> they could have made this hair look good. She's Blake Lively. It's Blake Lively. <laughs> She's famous for having glossy hair. Why'd yeah. they do this? I don't... I've only seen the pictures of her. And then, is Jenny Slate in it or was that a joke? Oh, I don't know. I've not seen anything about that. What was the joke? That she's in this film. I feel like she could be. <laughs> I could see that. Does the she guy, have like a is sassy guy friend? from Jane the Virgin that's in it? I right, that. I, that, I maybe because remember I did skim. I think <laughs> Jenny Slate could be I Alyssa. Oh, I don't know because I don't remember okay. anyone's name other than Lily Bloom or whatever she is. Lily Blossom Bloom. Sorry. Um, <laughs> Get it right. Sorry. Um, the man that she's with has a sister, and they're like really close. It is in Lily Blossom Bloom and the okay. sister, so it it could be her. And okay. then I think the sister's quite imp- like 
influential in being like, leave him, but also mis- may have misremembered that. Justin Balladoni? Yeah, yeah, yeah. God. Yeah, he looks good in it, but he's I don't a know very, what they've... He's a very, very handsome, handsome man. man. But like, what have they done to Blake Lively? They've got her in like... I don't, don't want to say it's frumpy clothing. It is frumpy, But it is though. a bit frumpy. I don't know where yeah. they found it. Blake Lively <laughs> dress as well. Famously. Famously well. Lovely hair, lovely dress sense. Even and... if they'd just got her in jeans and t-shirts, it would have been better than this. Yeah. I don't know why they've... I don't know what's happened. Very odd. I don't... I don't really know what... How they're going to pitch it? I don't know what kind of film it's going to be. I think with Blake Lively's involvement, I think they're going to try and make it a better telling of an abusive relationship. Yeah. Um, because otherwise, I can't really see. I mean, I know that the book was popular, um, but there has been a lot of people pointing out. Yeah, it's not that potentially maybe it glorifies an abusive relationship, yeah. and so I would hope that the movie would try and address <laughs> that. Um, <laughs> I also wonder if they'll focus on the the heavy influence of Ellen DeGeneres in the book. Oh yeah, um, because it, it's set around Lily Blossom Bloom writing letters to Ellen DeGeneres <laughs> and being a massive Ellen DeGeneres fan. I just don't know that that's aged well. Um, so interested to see what happens with that. Don't know that I'll watch, but um, yeah. but they should make a book of that Verity book. No, they made a book of the Verity book. They should make a film of that Verity. A film of Verity. But it was called yeah. Verity. That book. That I feel like that would translate well into or maybe a six episode series. Something. It's just wacky. It's like, wacky, and I would love to see it televised. Yeah. It's a little, little bit of wackiness. <laughs> a little bit of wackiness that I'd like to see. Anything yeah, else definitely. that's happened recently um, of late? We've had a new Barbie trailer. We just have indeed dropped. Um, I'm gonna. I think this is the last one I'm gonna watch because you have more restraint than me. Oh, I know don't. I can't do this. I know, but they, I have to consume everything. <laughs> they're falling into the trap of revealing everything in it. And but I also, just like, are they? Because are I they? think there's gonna. I think. I think they're being clever. Well, I think Greta is, and I trust Greta. That I don't think they've revealed half of it. I think they yeah. want us to think it's gonna go a certain way. It's going to go somewhere else. Okay. Oh. I just, I, I, I've got to trust Greta with this. Um, in Greta we trust. Yeah, I do believe in Greta. And I'm just loving Ryan Gosling more and more. I That's feel like so all the great. people that questioned him as Ken should be eating their words. Because Absolutely. I've never seen someone embody a character <laughs> as much as he has. And um, he's also on the soundtrack. So I'm really excited to hear. Oh. Like it's Because they released half of the... Artists that are going to be on the soundtrack Is that the other only day. Half? Yeah, that was only oh half. Well, it said God. more Barbies and Kens to come. So interesting. There's going to be more, but his <laughs> name was on there. I swear. I love that. And little known fact, so I don't think everyone's aware of it. He has like an album. Is he like a there's, proper one? It's like a weird little. It's amazing, but it. I don't think other than obviously he did La La Land. Yeah, that's my main knowledge of him singing. Yeah. So I'm kind of excited for I'm excited for the full album, I'm excited for the film. Obviously, um, every day it becomes more and more of my personality. I know. I just I just I'm so excited for it and the Vogue cover shoot that Margot Robbie has done with it is phenomenal. And people always like slag off American Vogue, quite rightly so, a lot of the time. Yeah, and um, all Vogue, slag and it all off. Vogue on the whole. But like Slag- British Vogue is Slag kind of Vogue. doing something else a little bit because of its creative director. Like whereas like Anna, Anna Wintour yeah. is helming American Vogue and probably won't let go of it um anytime soon. But 
it's a fantastic shoe it's just really really clever it's nodding to all different barbies again but in a new way and it's just like wow this is so bloody versatile like yeah it's really good they've really just mined the well of barbie and have come up with such incredible content and visuals around it and like the soundtrack as well and they did i'd noticed a little bit at the end as the end of the trailer they would it, it was aqua I did hear Aqua, and I think this is maybe in response to finding out Aqua <laughs> weren't on the soundtrack. And everyone being like, hmm, but we love Why? Aqua. And even Aqua being like, would have loved to have done it, but yeah. we understand it doesn't really fit with the tone of the movie. I think putting it in a um, trailer works the best. Definitely. Even if it's just a little bit of Aqua, yeah. I'll always take a bit of Aqua. Yeah. Always. But I understand why it's not in the film. But it, oh, yeah. It's yeah, always yeah. camp to include. <laughs> Come on, Barbie, let's go party. <laughs> Always. Anything but else? I very much enjoyed it. I feel like the Taylor Swift Mike Healy thing has snowballed into some kind of very strange circus that people keep. I don't know how there's still content to talk about. And I do think it's interesting listening to the Swifties that have decided that this is the line and that they cannot support her in this relationship. Because, again, it goes back when we covered the breakup with Joel yeah. a couple of weeks ago. It's this parasocial, like, nightmare that mm-hmm. has just been invited that everyone is now like, right, we're with you, Taylor, we're with you, Taylor, we're with you, Taylor, for every single bit. But now, because Mike Healy is this little, like, rat boy that said some gross things. Yeah. Which, you know, it's not great. He no, hasn't, and he hasn't apologised for them, and I'm not. Oh, you know, the apology he's done is so bad. <laughs> I think I heard one the other day, and he was like, "Yeah, I'm sorry if that upset you or whatever." It was essentially that was which the is not an apology, which no. we've always said. If you someone Never. says, "I'm sorry if that made you feel that way," it's like or well, ends then... it with whatever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> never really great. I think yeah, because we. I mean, if you want to listen to the podcast, feel free to. Wait, was that a patron or a main podcast? I can't Patreon. Actually, it was a patron. Oh, well, check that out if you want to. <laughs> um, but essentially, I think we kind of came to the conclusion that like we're probably going to leave her be, like let her mm. date. I understand why people are disappointed because, especially yesterday, she released like a, an extended version of Midnight's, mm-hmm. and on the uh, soundtrack on the soundtrack. One of the songs was like soundtrack of my life. soundtrack of my life. Um, it was an extended version of Karma, and yeah. so Ice Spice has a verse on it now. Yeah, and so everyone was saying, "Yeah, but the man you're now dating sat there on a podcast." Yeah. Well, they said some horrible stuff about her, and I went back and listened to it the other day, and I was like, yeah. "How is this? Like, how did they? I don't understand why they said that." It's blatantly it, racist. Blatantly like, just... racist. Just so hurtful. Yeah. And he sat there giggling. Yeah, and I'm just... I can understand the frustration with that. I don't know that it would be the line. I always find it weird when, like, what is the line for certain celebrities and what's not for others? Because he still has quite a big fan base. Who are really, you know, loyal to him. Exactly, and it's like, does she lose her all her fan base for things he's done? And then it's always when I see stuff like she's not been commenting on certain political matters a lot recently, and Mm. I'm like, again, I don't know if that's your reason... like. You can still listen to someone's music. Yeah. I think at the end of the day, she's not... Un- unless this truly is your line, <laughs> I don't know that she's done anything like horrendously bad that means that you should stop with listening to the music. I understand why yeah. you might not want to go to a tour or something like that. I think it might be that this, 
the sheen i think it was so like fever pitch love that mm. they just had for her at any point and would just like we think about the Ginny and georgia thing that happened last year yeah that was you know they made like an, an off-brand joke about taylor swift's love life she sicked all her fans on them by being like this isn't great and people like oh so you'll you'll come to that but <laughs> when actually your boyfriend's been a bit gross and you're like i'm so happy i love him and that's all you're going to say about it. And I think people have said, well, she painted herself as an activist in Miss Americana. Yeah. And then didn't do very much activism in the way that people probably wanted her to. But again, it's because it's like she said it and then there's so much space in between that people were filling in the gaps and they feel like they know her yeah. and that like friend thing that they have with her. But it's like, oh, no way. We don't know her. And I think it's yeah. a little bit of that, that it's like she's made a choice and she's sticking to this that they feel like is actually breaking that knowledge and trust that they feel like they had with her because they're like, well, the tailor that I know and love wouldn't. I, I, yeah. I wanted her to say, you know, I wouldn't have picked this guy or, oh, I've only found out about the things that he said. And there was another comment about like the kind of like degradation porn he was watching as well that surfaced and it's like kind of racist well it's apparently it's oh, very I think racist I know what you're and that's to. only just come out so there's a lot of like things that it's it's him who hasn't changed he's you know known for being like dark humor or whatever which is what we discussed mm, a couple yeah. months ago and it's just it's not to everyone's taste but i think because she's brought him into her world of it yeah it's it's really like shocked a lot of people and i think it's because it's like oh well the tale that i know and love wouldn't do that and she's doing it so it's so like, it's like breaking the social relationship yeah. because i just think if that's the reason that you i just think there's a lot of artists out there that have done quite dodgy things and a lot so worse dodgy things, things yeah and maintain a massive fan base and yeah. ma- and, and like Matty Healy's career won't really be impacted by it, this. No. It seems to be impacting her career more. And I'm not saying <laughs> no. I'm not saying don't feel the way you feel and don't stop listening to music. I'm not saying that. I'm no. just saying I always find this so, so interesting. Yeah. Like, what's the limit for some artists and others? And I, I mean, I think it's a good discussion point that like, I feel like a lot of male artists can get away with a lot more. So much. And like saying, it's even saying horrific stuff in their songs. We've discussed yeah. this before. A lot of male artists have said stuff in their songs where it's horrendous. And then you have Beyonce and her music mm. saying something that's a slur yeah. and that she didn't realize was a slur and having to take it out. Yeah. But like getting like. Barrage. Yeah. yeah. For stuff like that. And I just think it is. And, but then, to another extent, Taylor Swift has done things that do require criticism, and she probably doesn't get the criticism because she has the privilege of being a white artist yeah. um, uh, in the industry. So I do understand both sides, but I do think it's quite a weird thing that that's the limit. It's so interesting. It's, I it's think... someone's relationship is the limit. And, like, I yeah, I, I personally I don't love that they're dating. But it's because I've, I don't like him. I, yeah. and, and I don't know of them because, yeah. you know, we've got parasocial relationships with all of them as as celebrities. And, you know, you've grown up with, you know, we're adults now, whereas I think a lot of the fevered stuff is like 14 year olds that are just discovering all the, you know, the renaissance of the 1975. And, yeah. you know, Taylor always has the fan base of really young women who have grown up beside her now. And, yeah. that, you know, that's perpetual because she's 
you know, put music out since she was really young. So there's always going to be 13 year olds discovering her music that she put out when she yeah. was like 13 and 14. And you can kind of grow up with her. But I do, I just find it fascinating. I find it absolutely fascinating that this is the point that everyone's like, oh no, Taylor, you've gone too far. And it's like, I would never have guessed this would be the thing that, that would the... make scales fall from the eyes. The, the one thing that I do understand the, the, not the hate towards, but the, the um, criticism massively is the Ice Spice thing. Because yeah, it was I find racist. That, I find that hypocritical to, yeah, yeah. like, unless she's completely unaware that that's out there. But I just feel like, I, I mean, put be. that in a real world, world context. If your, yeah. like, boyfriend had said something horrific, like, honestly, yeah. or, or, like, had condoned others saying something yeah. horrific and I'd never apologised yeah. about one of your friends. Yeah. I would hope that you would address that and yeah. be like, I, you know, I don't agree with what he said and I actually dislike that he did say that. Yeah. And I, I think it's weird that it's not addressed. And instead of turning it into like still a monetary thing that she will benefit from because yeah. it's a new version of yeah. the previous song that's been released. And yeah, I Spice will get some like royalties from that song. Yeah. But not the same level that, Unless they still, unless, unless whatever deal is yeah. that's been struck, but with the whole like re-releasing all her old music as well, you know, there's revenue that's involved involved in this, mm. and I just think oh, he's just a grotty man that says yeah. And whatever that podcast was, that and you can find the clip if you I want. Think it was but called I, Come Town. Like, I, why, oh, no, did, it's been, why did he yeah. go on the podcast at all? You can find it. Uh, I found it on Twitter the other day, and I think that was the first time I listened to it. And I was yeah. like, yeah, he doesn't technically say anything, but he never but says, like, don't say disagreeing that. With he never more. disagrees. Being like, actually, that's racist. Unless Stop that bit that. was cut out and I didn't hear that. I, I doubt it, though. I never heard that. Um, that we get on the main topic now? Main topic. We get on main topic now. <laughs> um, so another thing that happened like for the past week or so, um, Cannes Film Festival. Elle Cannes. Cannes. It's elegant. It's French. It's are often they, boring. And they give out the palm d'or. Palm d'or. Where they don't allow women to turn up in not high heels <laughs> it's questionable but we're here to talk about things that happened this year because <laughs> things did happen this year um it is always nice to hear about the films that have gone down at Cannes. i know i was actually interested in i was like oh i'll have to keep my eye out for that when it comes yeah on. usually i'm just following like i'm just keeping updated because like there might be an adam driver film that's at Cannes, <laughs> and i'll never see the film because the man's doing niche films <laughs> So I just have to kind of go off what they say it can. But this year it was like, oh, big, big year in film coming up. And I feel like kind of the start of this was the release of the trailer for that film that Leonardo DiCaprio's in. And I've forgotten the name of it. So I'll look it up. (laughs) uh, Because otherwise... (laughs) Complete blank look on my side. I didn't Um, even know he was in a film. Yeah, so Leo, it's a... um, It's a Martin Scorsese film. Because... Of course. Of course it is. And actually, it looks quite good. I'm not Ooh. usually that into... Um, Scorsese Scorsese. Joints. Mainly because I... I think it comes with the Wolf of Wall Street. And yeah. as much as the Wolf of Wall Street might be a good film, it's not really for me, but I understand people love it. It's more the fan... 
fandom, yeah. let's call it a fandom, the fandom that follows that. Oh, yeah. And the sort of thing it produced. It's yeah. kind of like the Joker. I enjoyed the Joker when I saw it in the cinema, but then ever since <laughs> I'm like, oh, I feel like it's followed me everywhere. And I can't actually admit to liking this out loud anymore. Also, I fell kidding. asleep during the Joker. So did I enjoy it or did I actually just cut out quite, a big portion of the film? It was quite late at night when we watched it. I was tired. You were tired after but a like, long from, day. The, what I did see was good, but maybe it was a bit long. And so I oh, just it was edited it down. Long and dark. Anyway, the Martin Scorsese. Also, I, the way I got this up was I just typed in Leonardo DiCaprio. And one of the suggestions, the like people also ask section <laughs> is who is the oldest person Leonardo DiCaprio dated? <laughs> Very good. Um, the Martin Scorsese film is called Killers of Flower Moon. And as far as I understand it, it's a lot about like um, an indigenous group in America and how oh. they were basically, they got the right to this oil rich land okay. they were so rich but they they basically needed to be given the money they had this is what i understand i may have got it wrong yeah. but they had to be given the money by like white people essentially oh. and but they were like killed off oh basically God. one by one so they could get this land and so oh. i actually think this could be quite good because it's what a era is it saying? let me find out for you kills of the fuck let's get let's get an accurate depiction of what Killers of the Flower <laughs> what this film's about. Um, I'm actually quite excited for it. So it's the 1920s and Love. it's members of the Osage Native American tribe. Oh, I'm there. So from Osage County. So Osage? Am I saying that right? Anyway, yeah, they, it says they were murdered after oil is found on their land and then the FBI start investigating it and I think that's kind of to do with uh, the development of the okay. FBI as well. So Interesting. I, I'll be down for that. Definitely. I am too because there's been a lot of praise um, I think it's Lily Gladstone, who's like the main female character, okay. Um, who is Native American, and there's been a lot of praise for her. Fab. And I feel like it would be really nice to have her get recognition, mm. especially at the Oscars, because like yeah. my memory is like Marlon Brando sends up Sashin Little Feather to collect his Oscar, or yep. like not to collect it, but on you know, his behalf, read a speech. It. Um, about the mistreatment in Hollywood mm-hmm. of Native American actors and people. Yeah. And so it would be quite nice to have um, maybe, I mean, would it be nice? But it would be it would be a good full circle moment. Definitely. Um, for some recognition. Also recognition of how like indigenous communities are mistreated by white people. Yeah. And it continues to happen today and it continually happens in different ways. But generally, yeah. generally in search of white people gaining money and also as well i think there's a a perception that it's like the western frontier Mm. the clearances quote unquote which was like you know systematic genocide really and you know relocating um tribes people to different parts of the again like undesirable bits of land so you could breed cattle instead of bison and murdering the bison. So there's, you think of that and you're like, oh, that was like the 1880s, the 1860s. Mm. The fact that this is set in 1920, it really just shows you how that kind of legacy and the kind of industrialness of like America kind yeah. of becoming like this massive oil producer, particularly in the South. I think it's great. I think it's yeah. a good reminder of people that like, Yep, nope, still bad. Wasn't just like, oh, that's a shame that they did all that back then, like 200 years ago. No. 
Which I, I, don't know. I, I don't know. I'm quite excited for that. And I was surprised. I saw a lot of people hyping it up on Twitter. And I was like, mm, not usually that. I know everyone loves Martin Scorsese. And like, yeah, I understand <laughs> it's great filmmaking. It doesn't mean it has to be for me. But genuinely, this looks very good. So I am very excited for that. Um, I'm excited for Firebrand. And what is Firebrand? It's Catherine Parr. Okay. And... Uh... I've forgotten the name of the woman. <laughs> We're not playing good on names. Uh, Alicia so. Vikander. Oh yeah, Vikander. Yeah, she's Swedish. from. Yeah, 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 yeah. And maybe Michael Fassbender is. Oh my god, they're married. Henry the Eighth. Um, At like end oh. of his life, Henry the Eighth. Okay, I love that. Also, they're married in real life, though. So, like, very cute. That is cute, but also not cute. The relationship in it isn't cute. So, I'm intrigued to see how they play that. And they've also, people have got very excited about the accuracy of the costume drama. Yeah. Because usually it's like (laughs) a couple, I don't know if anyone remembers the Tudors um, about. 15 years ago oh, which was all very like you don't even need to sexy look polyester. that far back look at rain they were dressing, oh my the, God, they were dressing the girls in rain in like prom dresses pretty little thing Doug. yeah literally but like in glitter <laughs> they've said like particularly with the attention to like the headdresses that she's mm. worn like it's they've really paid a lot of attention to it That's so good. i love a period drama so and i just think there is a lot of love throughout everyone for tudor period dramas and the tudor <laughs> era in general everyone loves the Tudor. i mean they love to hate it it's a love-hate relationship yeah I'm and i think people are quite excited to hear more about um the wives of henry the eighth um rather than henry the eighth i know the focus know. has never been on him but it does feel in a way it has been. It's always dominated by... Yeah, whereas now it's like, oh. And also kind of, not even the admiration, but the fact that he had, oh, he had six wives. And it's like... And he has a little fun song about how he divorced, <laughs> beheaded, and... I would love to know who yeah. wrote that song. Me. Was it you? No, I feel like I shouldn't claim that, because I will get like histories. a... Imagine. I feel like if I said I made that, someone would be like, actually, um, I, in fact, have no affiliation with the <laughs> divorced, beheaded, survived little tune. Um, but it really did help me out in history primary school edition. Yeah. Um, what I also saw, this is more on just something that happened. Um, Brie Larson was there. Okay. She was being interviewed at like, you know, the little press conferences they do after the movie. Um, and obviously there this year, I think what opened can was this Johnny Depp film. It was about where he's playing King Louis, one of them. One of the King Louis. Um, and obviously there's a lot of should that have happened, shouldn't yeah. that have happened. Um, it's my personal opinion, it probably shouldn't have happened. Um, but yeah. there you go. And But the person maybe not to ask was brie larson who was there to promote a different film Mm. and was at the press conference and someone said um what's your opinion on that uh and she was like you're asking me that i'm sorry i don't understand the correlation or why me specifically um and i find that interesting because there is this sort of thing where people just dislike brie larson now i have seen this i love brie larson and i've seen i've watched in the past because i like to be open-minded about things i've watched videos created on why people dislike her Mm. and i guarantee the majority of what i've seen is and i'm sure there may be some valid reason but i've never seen that presented it's that when she was cast as captain marvel she was saying stuff like 
I'm the strongest Avenger. I could mm. beat this other Avenger and things like that. And people said she was arrogant. Oh my god. And now they don't like her because god. she was arrogant in saying I would beat that in person. In describing the character that she played. Yeah. Um. So I do think that... I think it's interesting that she was asked specifically because yeah. I think it was almost like... I'll, I'll tell you what the reporter's reason was, but it does to me seem like they were trying to get... A soundbite from yeah, a woman on the carpet. They knew, and especially her, which people yeah. which people do enjoy to hate mm. on her. So yeah. no matter what she said, if she supported him, she would get hate. If she yeah. didn't support him, she would get hate. So I think it was like, no matter what we get from her, we're going to get clicks. We're gonna, it's going to be like a clickbait thing. Like, this is what she thinks on Johnny Depp. The yeah. reporter said that because she had been a vocal supporter of the Time's Up movement and was a member of the cause's Celebrity Advisory Council, he was mm. curious about her thoughts on Depp's involvement in the year's festival and if she'd watched the film. So there is reason behind it, but it's, it's, it's still not baiting, really there it? to ask about that. No. And didn't ask anyone else at the panel yeah. that she was at. And I understand that she has more of an affiliation with it, but, but she's really only there to promote her film. And it, it feels like they've tried to mm. get something out of her. I don't know. I think that's interesting. I think so, because especially there's so... I imagine... I mean, Hollywood's terrible anyway. But we So we had, like, Me Too, 2016, mm. 2017. Time's Up was, like, 2017, 2018. Yeah. And now we've, like, crept into the backlash of it. Yeah. And I think 2017 was potentially when Amber Heard and Johnny, Johnny Depp got divorced. Yeah. So, you know, it's literally at, like, you could probably track it by the day of when it all coincides yeah. with each other. And I think it's now because he's been, like, so celebrated and he's been welcomed straight back in. Yeah. That I can imagine you would be like, oh, shit, I'm not going to say anything about this now. You because can't win with whatever you say about no. Johnny Depp, is what I'm going to say. I think you just have to have your opinion on it and, you know, look at it from look at it without bias like don't think about whether you've enjoyed johnny depp's yeah. film since you were a child or anything like that look at the situation without bias and make an opinion on it but i do not think i understand why celebrities don't really comment on it because they can't win in this situation yeah. and to be honest it's too difficult of a situation to really comment on particularly at on Cannes film festival <laughs> like for the yeah. right environment yeah i think it's a good discussion topic i think yeah. it's interesting i think it's interesting how people respond to abuse yes abuse allegations and how um sexism kind of interplays with that mm -hmm. and how we made it this sort of public event it was awful awful and i don't think it should happen again but and because i don't want it to happen again i don't think there's much benefit in questions being being brought up at can mm. other than so like as it was being decided maybe there should have been more questioning of do we have him open this film festival? Like, mm. do we have this be our big moment? Because that feels pointed to me. That feels like they were making a statement. Massive decision was made too. Yeah. And especially like... This they didn't the... do it subtly. No, and this is the first big film he's had yeah. since the trial and all of it. So, I yeah, just... It's like gloating. And I know it's yeah. potentially not. And, but you know, Because I kept seeing reports recently yeah. where it was like, oh, Johnny Depp's just living quietly yeah. in the countryside, not doing anything. And I'm like, and there was so much praise for that. Mm. And then I'm like, hmm, 
was he though? Because he's yeah. he's at Cannes and he's and he was smiling. He and was I, doing a bunch of like um, he was turning up at rock gigs. I can't remember yeah, who's, but he, as no, soon he as was. he was in as much public as he possibly could. So I feel like he's done like a gloating world tour. And I think people make the point where like, oh, he was proven innocent, but he wasn't. He wasn't in the UK like no. that. And also, that wasn't a criminal trial. No, but in the UK, that was not the outcome of the, it. Was not the same outcome of the case. So no. really, it's still up in the air and it i don't know i think can made a choice they did you can have an opinion on whether the film should have been there at all but i do not think that it should have had such a big bit of publicity as it did and open to open with it Mm. and then i know the whole thing is that they do all their clapping and whatever but i think clapping is ridiculous calm down with that seven minute ovation everyone does seven minute standing ovation everyone does it and occasionally each year it happens to one celebrity and everyone's like, that's so wholesome. And it usually is because one celebrity will be openly moved by it and it yeah. means a lot to them. And I really enjoy that. Like last year it was with Brendan Fraser after The yeah. Whale. And it, and you can tell it means a lot. But they do do it for every <laughs> film. I've never said, I think didn't, I think didn't Don't Worry Darling only get a four minute yeah, one. That's I think funny. that's the only one I know that had like <laughs> short, but even that to be short for four minutes standing yeah. ovation to be short. I swear there was one year Adam Driver was there. Again, second time I'm mentioning him. He started smoking midway through it. <laughs> it was so long. It was too long. And that wasn't even a good film. It might have been House of Gucci. Oh, man. Midway through, he was smoking. <laughs> why, why was there that long of an applause for House of Gucci? We all watched that film. We it did. was fine. <laughs> it was a fine If a film. bit strange. Yeah. Anyway. But no, I, I think, they, like you said, they have made a massive choice to... Welcoming back. And I don't, and I think for, you know, personally, I believe all women and I listen to all women. And I think what she has gone through is hell. Like, that's mm. what hell on earth would look like. Yeah. And I think just the way it was, man, it was able to be twisted. And I just, I, when I saw that, I was like, God, my heart is absolutely with this woman. And I'm not saying it because, like, I like her, but I think what she's gone through. You don't have to like her. It's like, not about it's liking It's just having her. empathy for a situation. Watching him lord it over. Mm. And he's playing fucking Louis, I think it was Louis the 15th, potentially. So it's like a big, you know, exa- exaggerated, yeah. extravagant, um, excess king it's just like god yeah they've really picked their side and they're welcoming back in and it's like no but he was incredibly violent and terrorized her and terrified her and Mm. that's all just been forgotten about so my heart was absolutely i just was kept thinking about it when i saw it and also i just think i've not really heard anything about this film but if that is what he's doing it doesn't seem like he's even like doing anything that versatile like no and it's not a massive variety from what he's done no. he does like little quirky yeah. eccentric very well eccentric men but it's not like he's come back and he's done like you know again to bring it up again brendan fraser coming back and doing the whale yeah. after like we hadn't seen him in years and years yeah. and the last thing he'd done was like action adventure yeah that was a bit of a change it was a bit of you Definitely. know variety mm. he didn't really come back like i think if he was going to have this big comeback moment if it was if it had to happen yeah should have waited longer i don't think this oh, yeah. is like a oh you know oh good for him he's been he's had to hide for years <laughs> yeah. it literally happened last year didn't and it barely even like six months i think yeah out of it. so I, th- I definitely think they've picked their side he's not gonna suffer because of it and i think um dior have just re-signed him to that perfume campaign as well so it's just like 
I don't like, but like, what do they, what do they gain? Because like they, I know that, like, why do they support him that much? Because maybe they're even... waiting to see because they saw potentially, like, cynically, yeah, how much love he received and how much the tide turned against her, and they were like these like vitriolic. She's mm. making up conspiracy theory things that were going on, yeah, during the trial. They were maybe like, oh well, all those idiots that believed him yeah are now just gonna watch any film that he's the first film mm. that he's in so potentially it could be like a cash grab yeah while it's still in people's memory but aside from that i can't imagine why you would no. be backing this alcoholic like abusive man back into the fold no I'm, i don't really understand it myself i think another quite controversial thing that we've kind of alluded to is the continuing rule of women having to wear high heels. It doesn't yeah. seem to be enforced massively anymore because as we saw, yeah. Jennifer Lawrence turned up looking absolutely stunning. I that dress. She looked amazing in this oh red, it may have been a Dior dress actually, um, yes. and she was wearing flip-flops with it. I but it was covered. It. it was covered. You couldn't see the flip-flops. I think she pulled the dress up towards Just downstairs. Just when she was walking downstairs, yeah. But then suddenly there's like comments on, oh, she's not allowed to do that. That's not <laughs> That's not what Cannes Film Festival's about. All yeah. women should wear heels. And I'm like, why? Like yeah. at, th- at this point in time, like, I understand implementing a dress code of like you need to be dressed smart you need to wear a smart shoe i understand like not if she you know i could understand if they were like a flip-flop isn't really smart enough for some the restaurants event. won't let you walk in with flip-flops exactly on. so i would kind <laughs> no. of understand if the anger was it's just not smart enough of a shoe yeah but one it was covered so you would never yeah. know she was wearing it um but that's never the criticism it's that no. women have to wear high heels and i just feel like i mean like i say it doesn't look like they're really like enforcing that massively but I just think that that's quite strange now. It's just, I mean, I don't want to say it's because they're French, but it's a little bit of that, like, mm. oh, we just do things differently here. Like, classy. it's just We're so classy. The, the shrug. The, so the festival declined to comment on the strict quote, Croyes etiquette. Wow. What's that word? <laughs> I think when they, they talk about, like, the, is it the Croisset? Which I think is like. I don't know. The festival. Oh, okay. So it's like the curious, oh, okay. like the etiquette of the festival. Right, okay. Fun. Um, and festival director Thierry Frimont later deleted, later tweeted to deny that heels were mandatory at the thing after, I think, potentially he had stirred the pot. Oh, so it's not mandatory? It's not mandatory. But oh, okay. previously, lots of people, I think it's from like 2017, mm-hmm. people had been going barefoot in protest um 2016 julia roberts and sasha lane removed their heels 2018 Kristen stewart removed her stilettos at the screening of black clansman 2019 Fair. french actor maimuna nandier worn flats to the screening of young ahmed so some people haven't done it before but she just looks so joyful she looked so she looked happy amazing. coming down those stairs and like yeah because she would like yeah the thing is you're in a dress which is already pretty constraining like you know you're kind of trapped anyway you don't want to be wearing a heel with that and we know that jennifer lawrence has her difficulties in a heel in a dress trying to get (laughs) up and down stairs this is very true she's not successful (laughs) with it so she she needs to wear flip-flops to get down some stairs and to get about you can't see them i don't see that it hurts anyone no it's not an issue i had seen there was like this tiktok that was going around where it was like 
um, someone saying like this is not appropriate not at Jen Florence but at something else like this is not appropriate to wear for Can Can is meant to be so classic and classy and I'm like yeah I understand that I like this element of like mm. it's a classy film festival and we wear big Dior dresses and, yeah. and that's nice I like to maintain that as a bit of a tradition but at yeah. the same time it's kind of fun when people break tradition as Definitely. well like it needs to happen and if someone comes up in something like you know high fashion not really appropriate i don't hate to see it i no. quite like it i don't really care if it's not classy it's nice to see the classiness for example Definitely. natalie portman turned up in i think dior but it yeah. was like one from a vault like it was a really old vintage okay. dress that i think maybe she'd had remade i don't know because apparently this is something you can do if you've got the money um and it looked amazing <laughs> and it did you know yeah it was super appropriate for the event yeah but it, realistically, you're getting that dressed up to go and sit and watch a movie. It's madness, isn't it? What if you're having snacks and you spill them? I don't think they snack at camp. Oh. How do you watch a film and not snack? <laughs> They're all aliens, that's yeah, why. Yeah, that's how. <laughs> a little snack, a little drink. Not even a little, they've probably got champagne. Lots of champagne. Don't know that champagne stains. Champagne I'm... and um, caviar. Yeah, that's what they have. I hear <laughs> champagne and caviar. What do rich people champagne eat and, and drink? caviar? I'm quite sure. Maybe a snail. Um, anything else? Escargot. I was interested. I thought it was one night because I'm an idiot. Oh, it's a long. It's a long. When I was like, long. what do you mean it's still going on? So I think it was like two weeks in total. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things I was absolutely baffled to learn about is the Amphar Gala in Cannes. Right, tell me. So on Thursday. Oh, it's only just gone, to be fair. Thursday, 25th of May. That was just this last very Thursday. <laughs> this very Thursday. This very Thursday. The Foundation of AIDS Researched. Um, they hold this gala. Okay. Which, you know, is progressive. Yeah. I think they've been doing it for like 20 odd years, which is Right, okay, good. I like that. Um, it takes place in a fancy hotel. It was hosted by Queen Latifah, featured live performances from Halsey, Gladys Knight. This Adam, year? Yeah. Adam hmm. Lambert. BB Rexa. I hate to say it because those are all great artists. Bizarre. But it doesn't feel like someone that's been around this year picked the artist. No. It feels like maybe someone in 2015 yeah. went and lived in a cave <laughs> and then came back and went, you know who we need? These artists. Yeah. It's an odd selection. Great artists. But bizarre. But a like, bizarre choice. But even the people Not the that... biggest artists of the year, no, you could say. But the people that were there. So, like, obviously, actors mm. you're expecting. But then there's people like Kate Beckinsale, who I know is an actress. Sorry, Kate. <laughs> actors and Kate Beckinsale. Coco <laughs> Rocha. Tyler oh. Hoshlin, who is from uh, Teen Wolf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also um, an actor, but so maybe was... not the same... Rebel Wilson, Troy Sivan, and Eva Longoria. And I'm just like, I know Troy there will Sivan's be more... turning up to a lot because he's also part of something. He's in the idol. He's in the idol. So I, I, when I realised that, I was like, oh, that's why he's there. But so, like, I do wish, because I think because Troy Sivan's um, origins are in YouTube, that I almost <laughs> feel like we're friends. Let's not and forget. <laughs> lest, we, lest we forget. And I wish that we could sit down and have a chat, because I imagine we can, because he was on YouTube. Um, <laughs> parasocial, parasocial relationship. I, I kind of want to sit him down and be like, did you like sign on and not know what it was going to be? Yeah, and now you do you regret it? Like, I yeah. need to know. I need to speak to everyone in the idol independently, except the weekend, because I don't want to talk to the I weekend at all. I wouldn't want to talk to him, no. Um, 
And I just want to be like, did you sign on for a different thing and now, like, now you're surprised? Yeah. Or are you standing by it? I reckon they'll have all had to have signed NDAs. Well, I think Lily Rose Depp had to come out and defend it recently, mm. which I'm sure she didn't want to. Um, the thing is, I have more sympathy for the, like, you know, people like her who are doing it yeah. because they're young. It's a big role. She's I kind of understand age, it. You know. I don't really have much sympathy for The Weeknd who created it and no. decided it needed to be um, less feminist, which is, you know, that's from the Rolling Stones thing. Yeah. Um, because, so what happened is they premiered two episodes of The Island. Which is bon- The Island? The Island. <laughs> the Island, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> two episodes. <laughs> For a completely different show. Um, and for some reason it relates to this. No, two episodes of The Idol at Cannes. I've never did you know heard... they do, do this? I didn't know they did this. Is this new? Did I've never heard of this. Also, just to show two episodes? I know. Is that because it would be like well, a feature one... length film? Yeah, I think I think I figured it out that maybe two episodes would amount to the length of a film. Do you think but... the slot was empty and they needed to fill it yeah. last minute? It feels like it. <laughs> I think the idol was desperate for some good press. Um, actually, don't because so much of I think what the weekend said um, is that part of the reason that he wanted to do the idol as it is was to piss people off. So I don't even. I think they're very much going with all press is good press. Um, mm. But I don't think it's good press to have um, as low a score on Rotten Tomatoes as they do. Well, that's going to be the um, the real kicker of it that mm. they can be like fuck you all you don't understand our art we thought this was what we wanted in the first place but actually if you've made something that people openly despise i think the annoying thing is people will watch it because they want to see and it's it's caused controversy to some extent he is correct like having a having a score that low will lead people to be like oh it's bad i need to see why it's that bad like and i kind of wish it didn't um because it's just the more i've heard the worse this sounds because they, um, Rolling Stones did a follow-up. It's an incredible piece it of It feels writing. like this is a personal thing for the Rolling Stones at this point in time. It should be. Because they were called out on the show. Yeah. Like, this was the weekend's <laughs> response. So they're having a personal feud. <laughs> uh, what I learned from this is that this is not the first time Sam Levinson has had, like, a personal feud with a reporter and used it to fuel his work. Mm. Um, because apparently it was, like, part of the inspiration for Malcolm and Marie if that's the name of that film he did um, that some reporter had commented on his work and he used that in the film, I don't know it was used in the film he utilised it, I think it just speaks to an unbelievable ego that is just allowed to reign like run free oh and I think you got that from there's a bit in the Rolling Stones but um where it says during the press conference Sam Levinson was asked to address the Rolling Stones article mm. um, which, to remind everyone was about there being a horrible atmosphere on the set <laughs> and also just changing the plot, like being yeah. messy just generally quite bad things we have an episode on it if you want to listen to a condensed version of what it says because it's quite <laughs> a long article um, although our podcast is like an hour long so <laughs> Depends how slow you are at reading. Um, And he said that the magazine could write whatever it wants and that when his wife read him the article, because he can't read. He can't um, read. uh, Michelle. (laughs) I said, I think we're going, I think we're about to have the biggest show of the summer 
Uh, my only gripe is that they intentionally omitted anything that didn't fit their narrative, but there's been a lot of that lately. And I'm like, okay, maybe that's true. You know, maybe they did omit some things, yeah. but maybe address the things that were said and the fact that they, what yeah. do they speak to? 12 people who worked on the show or something it was like that? A lot of you know different kinds of crew members they hadn't made stuff up they spoke and got evidence yeah from so the fact that they're like oh but they just did it to twist the narrative that's what a journalistic story yeah. is babe and like, maybe address what's been said and yeah. then present us with the this is what was left out but he yeah. never told us what was left out no. he's never gone out of his way to be like <laughs> oh no actually we did this we did this we did this this woman doesn't work on the thing yeah. because of this um, the weekend wanted it to be more like this. It was nothing to do with it being sexist. Yeah. It, he just thought this was a better yeah. way to. Any of that yeah. would have been better than just like, oh, they're twisting the narrative. Which like, we have no evidence of that because you provided no alternative. There's no counter narrative. No. So we're only going to listen to the main narrative that's been supplied. Or if we want to torture ourselves, we'll go watch this like bloody torch porn sadistic and he's it's the fact he's dull. trying it feels like him and the weekend are just trying to be like play it cool in response to all the that's criticism that's so embarrassing because they're like, not oh, we don't care we don't <laughs> like, care about that not. like the response of like oh this really genuine criticism of our show we're about to have the, a big hit on our hands boys like yeah please stop please stop <laughs> with that uh, it just annoys me and i think also people are getting more and more frustrated because there was a report this week that the third season of euphoria might be ready in 2025. Oh Might. my god. 2025. They're hoping for 2025. Jesus Christ, what's going on in it? I, just pure unorganisation from Sam Levinson, I can only assume. 2025. Obviously, there's been writer's strikes, which will set some things a bit back, but I didn't hear any report that they were specifically impacted <laughs> by that. So, especially with Sam Levinson, I, I hate to say it, but I'm just not sure that <laughs> yeah. I haven't really seen a massive amount of support from him. Maybe I've not no. looked into it enough and maybe he does support it, but yeah. um, interesting. And I think it's just kind of getting to a point that people are like, we don't really, I don't, don't know care. that anyone will be attached to Euphoria in yeah. 2025. God, that's really not understanding the cycle I of think if you consider massive shows that HBO's had like Succession even Game of Thrones where like at most you might have two years in between but it would just be two years and that would be at most and that kept people engaged and kept coming back it doesn't work if your show has a lot of messy (laughs) rumours around it and also you leave so long in between it half the people in it don't want to return and they'll all be too old. Be They're too already too old. old to play teenagers. They're, but like... like middle-aged. We'll be watching like... They'll <laughs> be ancient. I can't believe... I mean, I already yeah. was struggling to believe that these people had ever been in a high school or been teenagers authentically, yeah. but I know that wasn't Sam's point with making it. But I think it's really interesting the, in the article. It's, the man's written is called David Fear, which I think is just the best name that's ever existed. Um, so he said, the idol... Prim- premiered its first two episodes at Cannes Film Festival on Monday night and left a snail's trail of sleaze across the <laughs> croissette. And while it's tempting to say that everything you've heard about it is true, that may be soft selling how skin crawling the experience of actually watching this yeah. satire brackets question mark on the seven circles of showbiz hell is. The double dose of festival screen felt nasty, brutish much longer than it is and way, way worse than you have anticipated. But what it, the hell is they got? What the hell have they done? Like this is the problem for me is that 
people will read that and be like, well, I want to see well, how, how bad, bad it is. is. Like, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm definitely imagining that. Although I think it might be out now, actually. I'm not sure. I think maybe it comes out this weekend for everyone else, but I could have mm-hmm. got it wrong. Um, but I imagine the first episode will have quite a lot of views. Yeah. Whether they maintain the views because it's not actually good. <laughs> it's shit. <laughs> um, that's to be decided. But uh, yeah. I just, the whole thing kind of annoys me. It's annoying. They because are annoying. Why, like, you can make a TV show about anything. I know. Why did why you, you want to make this? it on that? Like, I, I love the idea of seeing a show about the mistreatment in Hollywood. Not this one. No. This no. is just more mistreatment. Yeah, it feels like they've used it as an excuse to mistreat people. Yeah. On, like, on the set. And also, I would, I really hope Lily Rose Depp has a therapist. Just, oh. like, in general. In general. What's, what's gone on? And again, I don't know her, but I just, you kind of just see it and you're like, God, this is the vehicle that it's, and it's all about like her masturbating and choking herself. And you're just like, I know. Oh God. And then Sam Levinson's just there like, yeah, do that again behind the camera. It just feels like exploitative filmmaking. It does. Um, We have a lot of episodes on Sam Levinson (laughs) if you are interested in hearing more. I think we've got like a general review on Euphoria and then we do have one on the Rolling Stones article. Yes, we do. I think that kind of fuels a lot of what we're saying because we've read a lot between, like, over the years of what he's done. And I think creating Euphoria was very unique at the time. Mm -hmm. And and I'm not going to say that it's not some great television especially season yeah. one and the the cinematography is amazing it's fab yeah but it it i don't think it's remained no um like it's definitely a cultural moment i'll give yeah. him that but i don't know if the tv quality is, is up to mark anymore no and i think that's kind of demonstrated by the idol and that maybe yeah. maybe he's very good at aesthetic and cinem- yeah. cinematography but like once you've done the euphoria cinematography once you can't apply that to everything no, this is so true i know that he did malcolm and maria whatever that one was and that that was in black and white maybe yeah that was, i mean that how didn't much, do amazing how much substance does it have yeah yeah no i definitely um i don't think we would be watching it <laughs> no <laughs> general, i don't I think don't, so i don't think we're subscribing to it the other things that i saw yeah i didn't know they were doing a new indiana jones film did you? I did. I'm because completely baffled by it. I thought the trailer was really good. Harrison Ford, this man is 80. I know. Let him rest. I do, do you not see think... the interview on the panel where someone went, I think you still look really attractive or something? <laughs> and he was like, he was saying like, it's this body or something. It was very, very <laughs> nice to see. But Phoebe Waller-Bridge is in it. I know. I was like, oh my God, that's Phoebe standing beside Harrison. Phoebe, um... I genuinely think it looks quite good and I brought this up to like other people and they've all said no like we disagree but I think it looks good I think it's just nostalgic (laughs) literally I literally I think we should I think it's a nostalgic thing I think Indiana Jones was like the first film I was allowed to stay up late to watch when it was on television so like a part of me is like I need to see this yeah it probably won't be amazing but I don't expect to be I I just have a soft spot in my heart for um Harrison Ford I just feel like he is a family member that vaguely dislikes like me, but you know, <laughs> deep down, does love me. And um, yeah, I think that's his vibe, and maybe that's the vibe of Indiana Jones as well. Like, but if like you win his, if he, if it's less than ire, then it's like love. Yeah, you know, like you know when people just really like 
cagey and curmudgeon-y. I love people like that. Those yeah. are like my favorite people, like real grumpy, grumpy like people. grumpy people. But like when they're kind, like yeah. when you've won them over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think Harrison Ford is one of them. Like you, once you won him over, it's like, oh, like oh, he's like I the nicest that. man. Yeah. But like to everyone else, he's super grumpy. Yeah. Um, and I, yeah, I think I think the problem is always when you watch a film like that and you're suddenly like, oh yeah, Harrison Ford is 80. <laughs> like, this is weird. Um, but I think it's nice that they've brought in Phoebe Waller-Bridge because then it's like you're watching Harrison Ford be 80 but also there's other people to focus on. Yes. So it's not yeah. too... And I think there's y- like younger Harrison Ford in it from the trailer. Okay. But uh, how have they done that? Do you guys ever see Age of Adelaide? Oh my God. Is that yeah. what that was called? Yeah. With Blake Lively and they got that guy like who played young Harrison Ford? I know his and face, like but I they can't clearly. Think. I don't know his name because I don't think he's famous. I think they <laughs> hired him solely on the fact he could do a Harrison Ford impression. <laughs> so I watched this film and I'm like, this is just a man doing Harrison Ford impression. <laughs> I mean, I've seen that film twice. Have you? Yeah, and I, I think it's okay. I, think, I don't. Yeah, I think I don't I dislike it. it, and I think yeah. it, it's got some attractive men in it. I know the man you mean now. Yeah, you know... No, I'm, but do you know who I mean is the attractive young, man? The one that turns out... To, sorry, spoilers for Age son. of Adelaide. Yeah, that's the spoiler. It turns out this man is Harrison Ford's son, and she's had a relationship with both Harrison Ford and his son. Let's just sit on that. Ruminate it's a really good... Um, really good film. <laughs> <laughs> if they showed it at Cannes, it would probably get like a 10 minute standing ovation. On the Cannes scale of everything. Also, I kept wanting to say, I was like, who was in that film? Kira Knightley. She was not. It's like, that's just a lie. Anyway, do you have anything else? Just that Jane Fonda did a really interesting talk. Oh, did she? And she kind of talked about all of her like iconic moments. And I think oh. it was like just her talking for 90 minutes. I think she would command the room well. She did. It was fat. I'd like, I was reading there's a vulture um, Love transcript vulture. of it. So it'll be linked, but I would really recommend just mm. looking at it. Because she talks about like her career and the different husbands and like Barbarella. And just that she was like, I became a feminist in the 70s and... And now I did it first. <laughs> she did it first, and the kind of she's very like steadfast about global warming and stuff like that, and that's mm. what her current activism is more focused around. So I just love Jane Fonda. So it was really nice that she was kind of given that platform and stage to I'm, talk about. The it. more and more I hear about things that happened at Cannes, the more I'm like, I don't understand how this event works. I don't understand Cannes. Like people like... do. I don't understand Cannes. That's the title. <laughs> like I don't understand it. And um, like they do talks. There's yeah, talks going on. There's like a ball. There's galas. Like galas. There's like what? It's a Aston whole Martin thing. And, like sponsoring something. And I like... know that like when we did the Met Gala, when I was like, I wouldn't want to go to the Met Gala. Yeah. But I would want to go to Cannes. Definitely. I think there's a little bit of me that's like, I, I think I would get there and it would like shatter a mirror for me. I'd yeah. be like, oh, it's actually not. Just another but, like event. you saying there's no snacks when I watch a movie, and then I'm like, well. <laughs> what's the point but the idea of getting like dressed it's the it kind of feels like it's the one thing clinging on to old hollywood to me um which obviously old hollywood was a nightmare (laughs) but the good bits of all but then even can is not good so it's what i'm saying is invite me to can but i will still (laughs) criticize it yeah, I'll come forward to... You, if you love the commentary, that's what you'll get. You'll get the good and the bad. Yes. 
it, you know, <laughs> hypocritical is what you could call it. But um, so I think that's everything. That is. Um, what do you guys think of Can? Are you a big fan? Oh, um, fan of Can. Or do you hate it? What do you think about the new Idol updates? Are you going to watch? Are you not going to watch? Are you like us? You're like, oh no, it sounds bad. Yeah, let's know. Imagine if they like actually there's a massive plot twist and this is like the best show ever and it's actually super feminist no, and this was all an elaborate ruse no I, I don't think it will be you I'm... can't say that because now I want to watch no, no, no. it no 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 we'll find out it... from Twitter you've made it better than no, it's gonna be we'll find out from Twitter and then okay. we'll never watch um, yeah just let us know your thoughts in general if you would like to um, but thank you for listening once again bye bye <laughs>